hurricanes, hailstorms, tornadoes, and wildfires. These are just some of the weather hazards that displace families and disrupt lives. Many of us are familiar with the scenes of devastation these hazards cause, and the recovery process for affected communities can take months, even years. In the most extreme circumstances, some may never be whole again. This may prompt many of you to ask, what's being done to reduce the risks associated with these hazards? To answer this question, the Insurance Institute for Business and Home Safety presents the Disaster Discussions Podcast. Join me, your host, Armand Brody, as I sit down with professionals in the insurance, science, construction, and resiliency industries who will help us explore the intersection of these hazards with the built environment. We'll bring you in-depth conversations with experts from across the country and highlight how science is engineering real-world solutions for home and business owners to create safer, more resilient communities. Join us for these discussions every month. And to make sure you don't miss an episode, go subscribe to the Disaster Discussions podcast on your favorite podcast app. We also invite you to engage with us on social media to ask your questions, share your thoughts, and to learn more about the IBHS mission. From the Insurance Institute for Business and Home Safety, we welcome you to the Disaster Discussions podcast, where we explore the intersection of weather and the built environment. I'm your host, Armand Brody, and uh, it's a privilege to have you with us once again. I'll remind you, you'll hear it uh, on more than one occasion, but remember to subscribe to our podcast. We are so grateful for your response to this point, but continue to check us out. Go to IBHS.org slash Disaster Discussions Podcast. You can also find us on all the big sites where you grab those uh, podcasts, all your streaming opportunities. Make sure you go grab them, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Apple, etc. So thank you so much for your response to this point. And let's dive into uh, this next edition of the Disaster Discussions podcast. On the day we are taping this, it's about 25 degrees and uh, we're in South Carolina and we don't do this cold weather stuff all that well. Uh, and uh, because we're in the throes of the winter season and winter can uh, winter can bring with it some significant damage to homes and businesses, what should home and business owners know? And what are insurance professionals learning relative to winter weather and the threats the season can bring? And what guidance can they offer to home and business owners today? Well, to help us tackle some of these issues, we bring in Brian Schwab and Anna Midgley from Western National Insurance. Thank you both so much for joining us on the Disaster Discussions podcast. Mm -hmm. Happy to be here. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It is truly our privilege and uh uh, and I hope you don't mind telling our audience just how uh, how much uh, of a joy it's been just to communicate with you through email, setting up uh, this conversation. So thank you so much for making some time for us. It's greatly appreciated. Yeah, we love to get out there and talk about this kind of stuff. Now, now, now let me uh, let me inform our audience. Anna, you are the director of property claims at Western National, and Brian, you are a claims adjuster at Western National. So. Really a, a great topic for us to tackle and looking forward to your expertise and uh, and really helping crystallize some things for our audience relative to, to winter weather. So let's talk a little bit about your history. Anna, let me start with you. Just give our audience a sense of where you've been, where you've been and, and who you are. 
Sure. So um, I grew up in upstate New York and actually just moved to Minnesota in June. So this is going to be my first Minnesota winter, which I think is a little bit different than upstate New York. It's a little colder here. Um, I have been in the insurance industry for nearly 20 years, started right out of college. And, you know, most of my career has focused in property insurance. So for homes and businesses, you know, um, taking care of our policyholders when they suffer a loss. Brian, what about you? Uh, my background actually started in the construction industry. I was a home builder. I first got started building homes um, in Colorado, moved back to the Midwest. I've uh, been licensed in both Minnesota and Wisconsin um, and started in the uh, insurance restoration industry, oh gosh, 20 plus years ago. And then it's gradually led me to the insurance side of things instead of the contracting side of things. So been a good evolution for me. Brian, let me stay with you. That evolution uh, has got my curiosity rising up here. Talk about <laughs> how your background in construction sort of supports the work you do now as a claims adjuster. Well, for us, we don't do on-site inspections. We have independent adjusters that go out and do that for us. And so when we get a report in, um, we, it's it's a series of pictures and a, and a write-up and so forth. So I think the biggest thing for me is I can, with my experience, I can visualize what they're explaining. I've, I've seen most everything, uh, especially when it comes to residential construction. So uh, it's easier for me to get a, a good grasp of, of the problems and the, the issues that are going on. Very interesting. So let's jump in a little deeper here. And I'll start with you on this one. Simply, what drives damage to homes and businesses from winter weather? Well, I think it's a combination of things. Um, it could be uh, the cold temperatures. Like right now in Minnesota, where we are, it's negative four. So long-term uh, freezing temperatures can lead to frozen pipes, frozen plumbing. Um, and also, you know, snow buildup on the roof can lead to ice dams. I tend to see water damage being the number one cause of loss in the winter um, just from those melting snow from the frozen pipes that sort of thing so just knowing what's out there is really important to a homeowner or business owner brian you have anything to add to that no that's that's really the the bulk of it um, we do see generally a little bit of an uptick in fires as well um sort of corresponds with the cold weather here because people are using their fireplaces for the first time and and different things like that but but water is definitely the the number one issue especially here and i want to piggyback on what you mentioned earlier about the northeast versus minnesota can you give me a little bit more meat on that bone about what the differences are with the weather and then what damages might exist in one area relative to another area if, if, if there are differences there? Well, I would say um, in the winter time, it's pretty similar. So in the Northeast, you're, you have the snow and you have the cold. Um, in the Midwest, it's just a little bit colder here. So especially in upper Minnesota, we're seeing below zero temperatures for long stretches of time. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the Northeast, you probably don't have that as long. Um, I would say the biggest difference, and it's not winter weather related, but the biggest difference in versus Midwest and Northeast is the hail. I mean, you see a lot more hail damage out in the Midwest than you would in the Northeast. Let's talk construction. And Brian, I know this is uh, right up your alley. What <laughs> new issues are we seeing in modern construction? I mean, you've, you've got so much experience. What trends mm -hmm. are we noticing relative to winter weather and construction? Well, I think the biggest thing and like Anna referenced is the um, the long, the sustained cold snaps that we get here where it can be, you know, 
<laughs> highs of 10 degrees or less for weeks on end. And so um, the challenges that the building industry has, has undergone is basically um, trying to find a way to make these houses more efficient and, and hold in more of the warm air, but yet they still have to breathe. And when the houses don't breathe, that's when they run into a lot of problems. We see a lot of condensation issues. Um, the attics will start to collect a lot of moisture if they're not being ventilated properly. Um, in counter to that, what, they, what they've required, and I don't remember how long ago it's been, but most new home construction now requires some sort of air exchange system to where it's literally pulling out all the humid uh, air from the inside the house and exchanging it with the drier outside air. And that's uh, that's been a big plus, but it is sort of that ongoing we you know battle between we want to make these houses so airtight and so efficient, but yet we still got to find a way for them to breathe. So Brian, is there such a thing as a house being too efficient? They can be too tight, especially if they're not ventilated properly, absolutely. And what you'll see generally, um, especially when we have cold, the cold snaps like we are now, uh, one of the biggest sort of barometers for that is just the, the amount of ice you see collecting on the inside of your windows and doors. Um, if there's a big buildup there, that's generally telling you there's too much moisture in the house and it's got to breathe. Interesting, interesting. Thanks for that. So, Anna, I'll turn to you here. From your vast experience, what are we still looking and working to help people understand about the threats that are associated with winter weather. Are there still misconceptions that exist and, and how are you, as a director of property claims, how are you tackling those misconceptions? Well, I think some of the biggest misconceptions are, you know, that well, I'll take the ice dams, for example. Um, you have this buildup of ice on the eaves of your home that's causing water to back up under under the shingles of your home. And people are very worried about that ice dam um, to remove it. But really, they need to get the snow off the roof. The snow is what's melting and causing that water to leak down the sides and then ultimately back up under the shingles. Um, I guess the other thing is uh, making sure, let's say you're going on a a holiday vacation or going to visit your grandparents over the, the Christmas break. You got to make sure that your home is protected before you leave. So one of the things that I always suggest is turning your water off before you leave, because then if something does go wrong, I know your temperature is set and you think your home is going to maintain heat, but what if the power goes out? Um, that way you're mitigating your loss because there's only so much water that can be released from those pipes if they do freeze. Nobody wants that water damage to happen to their home. It's, it's a, uh, big inconvenience for everybody. So, Are you noticing a, a, a better response from home and business owners? Because as you said, it is the holiday season and that does mean a lot of travel. Are we noticing stronger responses from home and business owners relative to having their homes ready so that when they come back, assuming that there's snow and, and winter weather, that they have something to come back home to and that everything's intact? Well, I think, I mean, especially during the, the pandemic, people were home a lot more. So I think that people were aware of their surroundings more and taking better care of their property when they could. So I do see that people are, you know, more focused on protecting their, I mean, one of their biggest assets, their home or their business. Brian, I want to turn to you because Anna just made an interesting observation about the pandemic. Did the pandemic have an effect or what effect did the pandemic have on the way people are taking care of their homes relative to winter weather. Was there any change there? Or have you had any conversations with construction professionals or insurance professionals about what the response has been from home and business owners post pandemic? 
Um, I think what Anna touched on was the most important. I think people were more in tune and because they weren't traveling, things probably weren't happening as much. Obviously with the pandemic, you know, not a lot of work was going on inside homes. And so now that we're sort of beyond that, we're seeing a bit of an influx. Um, but I do think, you know, I, regardless um, of how many years people have lived here, um, people always get caught and and pipes will break and they'll forget to turn their outside spigots off and everything else but uh, i do think that when people were spending more time closer to home that was that was less of an issue and i'll turn to you we talk so much here at ibhs about the fact that we are not powerless against mother nature from your vantage point as director of property claims what is your message how have you helped to uh, communicate that a similar message, not to say that it's got to be the same thing as what we say here at IBHS, but how have you helped to communicate a message of that sort to home and business owners about us not being powerless against winter weather? Well, that's a great question. I think that thinking about the potential risks that are out there in terms of winter weather is the first step in making sure that you're protecting yourself against them. It's going to happen. Like this is where we live. We are going to be cold. We're going to have snow. So just doing those steps, like Brian said, turning off the spigots to the exterior of your home. That's one step you can take. Um, when you leave, draining, uh, turning off your water if you're going to be away for more than a day. Um, when you're decorating for the holidays, make sure that your cords aren't frayed. Make sure you're not putting things near your, your fireplace. Like taking these steps and being aware of your surroundings and, and what you need to do um, is really just the first step. Brian, let's talk about, um, give me, once the winter season starts to roll around, right? We, we've we've mm -hmm. gotten through September and October and the football season is starting to give way to the basketball season. Um, give me an idea of the kinds of conversations you start to have in your position with insurance companies and home and business owners. What kinds of conversations do you start to have once the winter weather, uh, once, once the winter season approaches to help people become more aware and prepared? I think the big thing is, um, you know, pay attention to the amount of snow up on your roof, whether it be a, a commercial building that has a relatively flat roof, um, because that can not only lead to, you know, increased snow loads and, and potential issues that way, but um, on, a, on a residential home could lead to ice dams. Generally, what we see is uh, because of the, some of the new technologies and the way houses are being built, most of the ice damming that occurs is, uh, is on the older homes because they don't, they aren't insulated as well and they aren't ventilated as well. Um, but I think really just keeping a, 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 an eye on that snow load and, and um, just making sure, you know, again, if you're leaving, make sure everything's shut off before you leave because uh, just one flip of a switch could save <laughs> months and months of work and, and thousands and thousands of dollars and huge inconvenience. Anna, we've talked about snow loads, we've talked about pipes, we've talked about ice dams. Is there anything else that we're missing that we haven't touched on yet relative to uh, some of the threats that are brought on by winter weather? Well, I think we're missing, I mean, Brian and I spend most of our time in the first party property damage realm. So, you know, damage to buildings and property and stuff that our policyholder owns. But people that are having guests on their property, businesses that have um, customers come in, just being aware of the, you know, the snow on the ground and make sure you're salting your walks properly. You know, people slip and fall, and then those liability risks are also a big one during the winter. So just making sure you're taking care of your customers or your guests 
the mailman coming up to your door. Shoveling is a pain in the butt, but it's super important <laughs> getting that salt ready and, you know, do it salting your walk and walk, looking for ice that sort of thing, just protecting your property for mm -hmm. others as well. I'm curious about this because as I mentioned, we're down here in the South and as soon as it hits about 40 <laughs> degrees, we start grabbing the big coats. But because you guys are where <laughs> you are, I'm just curious regionally, how does the message differ for you? I'm sure you have colleagues in other parts of the country. Brian, I'll start with you. How does the messaging vary depending on what region of the country you're in when it comes to winter weather? Well, we, I, you know, I, I think for us, I, I think the, especially for the Minnesota and Northern Minnesota people, I mean, they're so used to it. I think what catches people off guard is when some of our uh, insureds and maybe a little bit further south from here get one of these sustained cold snaps and stuff. And, and you know, it, it tends to catch them off guard a little bit, but I think the, you know, we do what we can to, to educate along the way. Um, but you know generally you're not worried about as much with the snow in some of those areas because it usually tends to go away pretty quick but some of these cold snaps can can come in and cause some problems and catch people off guard anna what about you well i have to be honest on saturday when it was about 10 degrees i was out in a restaurant and i saw a man wearing shorts so <laughs> if that doesn't say if that doesn't tell you how people are around here i mean it was freezing but he was in shorts um, i think you know it's it's a mindset that you have to put yourself into. This is just what the weather is right now. Um, and this is where we live and this is how we're gonna to deal with it until probably April. <laughs> um, but it's just being aware of your surroundings. I think people are, um, you just gotta wear the right shoes when you go out and, and make sure you're being careful, mm -hmm. driving careful, walking careful, doing all those things, taking mm -hmm. care of your property. Anna, from your position um, as the director, I'll ask you the same question I asked Brian earlier. What sort of issues do you start to pay particular attention to that maybe we haven't addressed already? What do you start tackling once the winter season starts rolling around? What's on your radar? Well, I really think a lot of it has to do with education and making sure people understand the challenges that are out there. Um, a lot of times someone's a new homeowner and they don't know that they have to turn off their outdoor water spigot. So just working with our independent agents to share tips and tricks. Um, recently on our town hall meeting at, at the office, I did a presentation about all those things to think about, how to insulate your home better, how to, um, you know, make sure you protect your property from, from damage or, you know, inefficiencies, that sort of thing. So it's really education, making sure people understand the challenges and things that they can do so they aren't powerless to the weather. Anna, can you give us a, a, a little mini presentation here from, from what you shared there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of it had to do with, um, you know, making sure you turn off your water if you leave, uh, making sure that your windows are insulated if you want to put up those, um, those plastic insulations. It, it depends on your specific home making sure your roof is clear of snow and vents are not blocked just because if, you know, snow backs up over vents, that's a, a health issue. You, mm -hmm. you want to be safe in your home. Um, draining your water if you're leaving, making sure your cords are safe and unfrayed. Just, you know, walking around your home and looking for those issues. Like Brian said, if you're seeing things, ask questions about it and look into it further. If you see a little bit of water, chances are there's gonna be more. So, you know, taking steps as early as possible. 
um, to, to take care of those problems is super important. Brian, I want to sort of set the table up with you here and then give you the opportunity to take it wherever you want to take it. But it's been my observation that when it comes to preparing for weather events, little things are really big things. Am I on track with that? And if I am, mm -hmm. can you explain uh, a little bit more of what that means from your vantage point? Yeah, no, and, and Anna touched on a really good point um, with the with the vents. My mother-in-law is here visiting from South Dakota. They've had such, they've got six and eight foot drifts out there and people's furnaces are shutting off because of the uh, the snow being covering up the vents. Thankfully, they're, you know, the, the smarter appliances now generally will go to shut off mode, but some of the older stuff, you know, all of a sudden now you've got a, a carbon dioxide back up in your house because of it. So, you know, those things obviously, you know, can be life-threatening. So that's about as big as it gets. Um, but again, I think it just goes back Back to you know really keeping keeping an eye on your roof seeing what kind of uh, um, you know snow load you're starting to develop if there is a problem get that get the bottom couple feet of the of the snow removed uh, to prevent further problems um, because that just becomes a that can be a long-term ongoing issue that you don't always see in year one but by year five or six or ten then you you may have significant damage including rot and deterioration that kind of stuff so those are some little things that lead to big things Anna I'm just curious here in your position, and as we've established, the two of you have so much experience in your roles and in your careers. Can you recall a time when you had a conversation maybe with a home or business owner and some of these steps that we've been sharing, maybe something was overlooked and and you got that feel from that home or business owner that, you know, what that simple thing that I could have done or those simple steps uh, that I could have taken, I didn't take. Is there is there something that you can recall that you can maybe share with us? I just want to sort of put uh, put us in the mind of uh, a Mary or a Joe to make sure that every little step is taken to ensure uh, safety. Yeah, I think that it comes down to when you see that little bit of a water stain on your ceiling and you're like, oh, that's not that big of a deal. Um, I, we see that often. So like some that, that little brown spot on your ceiling that, you know, once you, you don't worry about it and then time passes and you're not even sure where it's coming from. It could be coming from your shower upstairs. It could be coming from the snow from your roof. So when you don't know where it's coming from, it's probably still happening. And so when those things go on and on and on, one simple fix had you just taken care of it right away becomes this massive problem because you never know what's hidden underneath that drywall or plaster. So um, we see this quite a lot, actually, people, you know, in their basement, for example, you know, they don't go down there very often. And so they see it and life is busy. Let's be honest, we're all busy, but this is your biggest investment. So, you know, if you see something taking action, now is helpful because it, it avoids huge expense that if you know if things happen over a period of years or months you know not often does insurance provide coverage for that so that's the challenge you need to take those actions and prevent further damage as part of your policy contract generally brian mm -hmm. to you it's almost as if based on what anna just said it's as if relative to your own home you sort of have to take the role of an investigator is that fair? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Pay attention um, to all kinds of things, especially this time of year. Like I said, just paying attention to, to how much ice and frost buildup you have on the inside of your home uh, or inside of your windows, you know, on some of these cold mornings and stuff. That'll tell you a lot of what might be going on because if you have that much buildup on your windows, uh, chances are your attic is collecting condensation, building up ice and everything else. Then when we have a warm up, that, that condensation now frozen ice turns back to water and drips back into the your insulation and possibly into your home so yeah you do have to be really really careful and keep an eye on that it's interesting because when you you look at what the win window manufacturers want for a relative uh, humidity inside your home it's much lower than what your hardwood floor uh, representatives want because they want the floors to stay nice and tight and, and look nice and smooth um, but generally if there's that much humidity in your house in the winter time that means your windows are icing up so it's kind of a to, to you have to find that real good that, that balance well said thanks for that Anna and it's okay if you summarize and, and sort of repeat some of the things that we've already discussed but um, I come to you and I say, Anna Midgley, I need some guidance. I need some advice. Uh, winter weather is here. I'm in Minnesota. I'm in Minneapolis. I'm in St. Paul or I'm in Michigan. I'm in uh, Lansing. I'm in Madison, Wisconsin, whatever the city and state. Help me. Give me three to five things I need to be doing and knowing right now. What would you tell me? I would tell you, um, hopefully you already cleaned your gutters, but that will that will help prevent ice dams in the future. I might be a little too late on that, but I would say um, walk around your home and, and make sure you're checking, you know, all of those areas um, of of like windows and doors and so forth, making sure things are airtight. Um, I would say if it's very cold for a very long time, think about, you know, popping open your uh, under the counter or your your cabinet doors under your on your kitchen sink. Think about where things are located in your home. Is your bathroom on an exterior wall? You know, make sure the door stays open or that the heat vent is open. Mm -hmm. um, you know, make sure you keep your thermostat set at a reasonable temperature for your whole home. So, you know, we know heat rises. So maybe closing the vents upstairs, opening them downstairs so that, you know, the heat is staying where it should be and then rising up to keep you warm. So. Okay, Brian, now I turn to you and uh, I say, all right, <laughs> well, I, I hear what Anna said and I'm, I'm glad that Anna told me that, but mm -hmm. I'm, I'm Joe Schmo in, in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska or some other part of the, uh, the Midwest. <laughs> and uh, I want advice mm -hmm. from you. What do you tell me? Um, as just as good maintenance, make sure all of your, your HVAC stuff is working properly. Make sure you got clean furnace filters in. Um, if you are, uh, if you do have an air exchange system, make sure those filters and stuff are clean as well. Um, then I would buy plane tickets and go south and shut everything <laughs> off at your house. No, I, uh, <laughs> um, you know, there are some devices out there. In fact, my parents have been snowbirds for many years and they have a, a, a system set up to where if the house drops below a certain temperature, uh, the front light in the living room goes on and it alerts some of the neighbors and stuff that mm. there's a problem. There's also um, water sensing devices that can be put by appliances, toilets, hot water heaters, those type of things. So that if, if all of a sudden they're, you know, water's spilling out of a toilet somewhere it'll shut the water system off um that's been some newer technology i don't have the names of all that stuff but there's been some things like that that have come out in the last five to ten years that have really uh really helped with with some of that stuff generally unfortunately people aren't aware of it until it's been a problem once and then they 
they go back to using something like that going forward. Are, are we finding that a lot of the things that we're recommending that you two are recommending are, are relatively inexpensive to do, Brian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't cost. It doesn't cost much at all. All right, Anna. Oh, I'm sorry. And I think too, if you're, oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, if, if you are planning on leaving for an extended period of time, just maybe arrange for someone to uh, to check on the house every couple of days. Um, you know, take the steps needed before you leave, but then just also make sure someone's checking on the house. Just make sure the furnace didn't go out and stuff like that. It does take a village. Anna, do you have anything else you'd like to yes, add? Yes, it does. Um, no, I think that, like Brian said, there's a lot of really great technology out there. I mean, smart homes are, you know, the new thing, right? So you can change your furnace temperature or your your thermostat temperature remotely. Mm -hmm. So just keeping an eye on those things makes it a lot easier. Um, for those of us that don't have that, uh, you know, just taking steps to think about it and be aware of your surroundings. You know, you think about your car and you get an oil change every 5,000 miles or whatever the recommended thing is. Brian mentioned about a bunch of maintenance things that I'm sitting here writing down because, you know, I need to go get a new fixture <laughs> for my furnace. And I mean, those are the things you just kind of maybe make yourself a checklist for the for the beginning of the winter every year, of the things you want to to get taken care of. Because like I said, your home, your business, these are your biggest investments in life. And, you know, protecting them and taking care of them is of the utmost importance. So a little bit of maintenance now saves a lot mm -hmm. down the road. Brian, what about you? I echo what she said. Yeah, that's exactly it. Just being a little bit proactive on the front end and uh, and knowing, you know, some of the different challenges that, that the seasons bring. Um, you know, and, and be prepared for it because I remember it was four or five years ago, we had a really big cold snap around Halloween. Um, and we've, uh, we, we have a lot of people who have cabins up in Northern Wisconsin, Northern Minnesota, and we had a fair amount of pipe breaks just because people weren't really expecting it that cold that soon. So just sort of being, being ahead of it all the time and, and, um, taking those extra steps. Brian Schwab claims adjuster and Anna Midgley, director of property claims at Western National Insurance. Thank both of you so much. This was uh, very helpful for me and for our audience, I'm sure. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the Disaster Discussions Podcast. Happy holidays. <laughs>